BYU Sports Nation, it is on! Fall football camp opens this afternoon in Provo, Utah. Cougar camp all access begins with BYU TV insider Brian Logan. What to expect from day one of camp? Go fast, go hard. The sequel plus our 2014 opponent previews roll on with the voice of the Nevada Wolfpack. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It feels so good in my hood tonight. Friday, August 1st. <laughs> this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation live on nice your radio, tell, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Jerem Jordan. You can now follow Jerem on Twitter at blue underscore goggles. That's not true. <laughs> Those are yours, man. <laughs> Stop it. It's you. It was you. Stop it. Hey, uh, football practice today. Not yeah. a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Yes. Thank you, Alan but it's, Iverson. But it's very exciting because we're actually going to see this year's team for the first time unveiled today. They're getting their equipment as we speak. Shoes, shirts, socks, all the all the uh, swaggo, as uh, Brian Logan would call it. So Swaggo. Swaggo. The sweat go. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Like, it's going to be great. Practice, one practice this afternoon. They hung out last night at Bronco Mendenhall's house, had a barbecue. Bam Bam's barbecue, by the way. And then they, this morning, had conditioning tests. Now, that does not make any sense to me. Load up on the barbecue and then have a conditioning test Did anybody in the pass? indoor practice facility. What the heck? Did anybody pass the conditioning test after that? Hey, wherever and however you dialed in, great to have you with us. Jeremy and I, to get ourselves ready for fall camp, we played flag football last night. We Another had a win we in had a the playoff playoffs. Game. Yes, we did. Yeah. We won the game. And that's all that matters. Yes. Another one on Saturday morning. Yeah. You know what I did? Okay, after the game, for, I, haven't, I haven't weighed myself in forever. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to weigh myself. Okay. I weigh more than I ever have in my life. Congratulations. For the first I time, I was asking myself, should I drink that much soda? And telling myself, maybe I should eat more healthy. It took 31 years to ask that question. 32. That's pretty good. Oh, 30. Are you 32? I am 32. Whoa. What kind of friend am I? Why well, you got to bring up my age on... <laughs> Whatever, dude. Anyway, yeah. So now I'm, I'm at that point now. Like, wow, I've, I actually have to pay attention to what I eat now. It's fa- it, listen, this is your fall camp now. It's time to ramp it up. <laughs> so conditioning? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Something? I, I, I would... I would love to, uh, yeah, run through the tires and, uh, you know, do the conditioning test and just see what we got. Because I, pro- I, I know I can't do it. I promptly did 50 push-ups and 50 sit-ups after last night nice. because I was feeling bad. Good for you, man. <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start with today's Twitter question. What will BYU Sports Nation's headline be on Monday after the first two days of BYU football practice? Today, tomorrow is open to the public, by the way. Uh, so what's the headline going to be on Monday? Use hashtag BYUSN to weigh in. First tweet today from at AndrewCA95. Road to perfection. Didn't take long to go there, did it? BYU football considers a loss near impossible. Hashtag I believe that we will win. How do you feel about that, Jerem? Uh, calm the heck down. <laughs> Let's start slow. 2008 didn't really work out when BYU did that kind of thing. So let's, just, just let's just... We're talking about practice. Let's practice. Yeah.
BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio. We're also on BYU TV. Rise and shout on this fall camp Friday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Alan Ivers, I wish so much that we could play that soundbite. But we can't. So Jeremy and I will do our best. We called Alan. He's like, nah, I can't play. <laughs> yeah, he Sorry. owns the exclusive rights. Fall camp opens today for BYU football. The long summer of speculation can now begin to fizzle out because we get It'll to take watch actual football. Yes, it's practice, but it's not, oh, I wonder what they're going to look like on day one of fall camp because we get to watch that today. It's not that practice is meaningless but its meaning uh, is exaggerated. You're going to see, hear, read things that make you very excited or scared about certain things. Take everything with multiple grains of salt throughout August. Cougar Camp All Access from BYU Sports Nation. We're going to bring you everything. We ourselves will do some hyping that later we'll be like, wait, why did we talk about that? But we're going to tell you what we see at practice. It's going to happen. What we're hearing from guys as we talk to them after practice. We're part of the hype machine. For we sure. Get it. Listen. We get it. I, but we're going to make sure that we bring you the latest and greatest information from camp. We've had all summer to dissect everything. Summer? And anything. Uh, from, Every from single New Year's day. to now. We've been dissecting we, everything. We have looked at every angle. But now we get to devour the intricacies of practice beginning with... These things at the top of our list. What are we watching for, and what should you be watching for? It starts for us with all of the newcomers. There are so many new names. Big question mark. And guys that everybody's excited about. Transfers like Devon Blackman and Jordan Leslie. What are they going to do at receiver? Okay, then there's some transitions within the team that's already there on defense, like Bronson Kafusi moving to linebacker. We get to watch Bronson play linebacker. Full bore for the first time. Troy Hines, a return missionary. Huge hype out of high school. Davis Dart uh, in Utah. Harvey Jackson at safety. Will he step in right away? Like, I anticipate today that Sky Pove is the starting free safety. Uh, that Kurt Henderson is a starting wide receiver. Stuff like that, where those guys have earned their spot right now. But over the next couple of weeks, those spots may be taken by other guys. Jordan Leslie, I anticipate, will be a starting receiver. But on day one, he's not. So that evolution is fun to watch. How can he be on day one? You no. Know? Yeah, it's just like, it, it's so new. Yeah. And Harvey Jackson, the transfer from Nebraska on the defensive side as well, the safety. You have to earn your way onto the team and field. And that starts today for a lot of these guys. Now, we've always talked about this, too. There's two teams that practice today. Three, if you count all the kickers and punters that are just hanging out by themselves, <laughs> they look like, they look like such loners. By the way, they're just there's like four dudes that do, they're just like hanging out over there. They do their thing. They're really important in what they do, right? But they don't fit in with the rest of the team uh, apparently because they're off to the side. It's the offense and the defense, and they fight and they uh, scramble and they get after it against each other, and that is fun to watch the whole month. And then finally. When some Huskies are on the opposing team, they finally get to crack some skulls. And then we'll see what they've really got. Yeah, week three of practice, you've got to be like, oh, there's let's such a, just play somebody else. Oh, there's a burnout factor for everyone. Like, when the media starts making up stuff, that's when it's like, okay. 
Today is going to be one of the juiciest days of days. Because it's your first look at the newcomers. Plus all questions post-media day that you've wanted to ask Bronco Mendenhall finally get to be asked. He will, he will address been, the media. What, five yeah. weeks, five and a half weeks. So Devon Blackman, Jordan Leslie, Nick Kurtz, Trey Dye, Harvey Jackson, Zach Stout, who Bronco was high on coming Troy, out of spring ball. Troy, Troy Hines. Okay, Bronco Kafusi's transition. You get to see, at least for the first time in since spring football, all of these guys or, and, what, and what's happening. Right, and some guys, I mean, spring was a joke almost because you have so many guys hurt now. It's not the same thing like Nate Carter's getting a ton of reps at running back. He might not get a carry the whole season. Fall camp is really where it's at. I joked on Twitter yesterday that the top four seasons, as perceived by fans, are the following. Football season, followed by fall camp, followed by spring football. And then I said men's basketball at four. And someone was like, wait, we signing day is number four. And then men's <laughs> basketball. And then some people, women's soccer, was like, hey. Yeah, you, got, you got some people Jamie involved Becker, with like, that. Hey, what about women's soccer? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. But this, So this is the number two season of any sport at BYU, in my opinion. The next thing we want to watch for is the pace of practice. Okay, the go fast, go hard. Last year it was so lightning it was fast. Ra- it was ragged. They looked, they looked not yeah. sharp. They didn't have all the pieces in it the engine. Sloppy. Like, yeah, they were installing it and it had issues. We saw that at Virginia. So what will happen with the pace of practice this year? Are they going to go that fast and, and be sharp, more sharp? I don't I, know. I want I want great execution. I don't care about the speed. I don't. I. You could go slow, but if you execute well, great. Is But that's BYU's competitive advantage is that they're going to go fast. The only thing is everyone else kind of does it now. What's the execution of the offensive line? You know, last year they were struggling to keep up with that pace. Now they've had a year to prepare for it. They've ran it for a year. I hope they look thinner, honestly. That's what I want to see today. I want to see thinner offensive line. So the execution of the offensive line. So they line. can handle it. And that's what we talked about multiple times is the offensive line as a group, according to Phil Steele, being the strongest position group for BYU. Wow. Well, I guess we can get our first look today. Yeah. And we won't really know until maybe Connecticut. I mean, I don't think we'll really know what BYU's got until after Texas. After those two games, you go, okay, we have a decent inkling of what's going on. You don't know who you are until halfway through the season. Robert and I said that last year. It's going to take a while for us to really figure out who we are. And it did. After eight games, they were 6-2. and two. Two names on the offensive line to watch for. Tuni Kanuch, Ului Lapuaho. Yep. Guys that we've heard all about from the coaches staff. Okay. That have. Newcomers. Yeah. They fit into they, this newcomer. They are the newcomer category. What are they going to do? How are they going to execute? The last thing is beware the overhyped mm. fall camp all-star. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because there's always one or two players that emerge as like the savior for their position group. Oh! Last year, Mitch Matthews. It was Mitch Matthews last year. Nobody, we couldn't say enough good things about Mitch Matthews. And and I thought he had a good season, all things considered, right? Now it's time for him to step up. Here's the thing. This person could be Taysom Hill. Absolutely it could be Taysom Hill because guess where all the eyes are going to be? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the beginning and end of BYU football, right? He's the guy. So if he throws a complete pass, like he throws a, a great, and oh, that's an that's an NFL pass Taysom, right there. Taysom, oh. Okay, there, that's going to happen. I'm, t- I'm telling you, take it with multiple grains of salt. 
Beware the overhyped fall camp all-star. Oh, oh, he was seven for seven for 90 yards and two touchdowns in practice. You know who had an amazing fall camp last year besides Mitch Matthews? Ross Oppo. Yes. Ross, here's the thing with Ross. He's a tremendous practice player. He only had 14 catches last year. Let's go, Ross Oppo. You physically are really good. I'm really disappointed with his career up to this point because he's a talented player. Use Ross Oppo in a way. If he gets buried in this talented core, great. Just somebody catch a bunch of balls. Let's go. I don't care who it is, but Ross Oppo is one of those guys that looks great in practice. Let's see him do what he did at Houston. Catch two touchdown passes in a game. Boise State, great catch for a touchdown pass. Jeremy and I have a goal. While we are part of the hype machine, we are trying... We're going to try and not overhype the fall camp all-star. Okay? We'll, we'll try and keep it real. We will tell you who it is on BYU As we go. Nation. In fact, we should name that every day. Who is the leading all-star? <laughs> who is the leading guy? Who's leading the hype machine yeah. in fall camp? Beware the all-star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know who also starts practice today, Jerem? Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 28 days. Four weeks. Four From weeks today. until an actual college football game for BYU. You'll be at Ranchler Field for countdown to kickoff. And I cannot the wait. The pre and post, baby, right here on BYU TV. Can't wait. <laughs> actual football, like a game. Not practice. Not practice. We're talking about a, a game. A game. We're talking about a game in four weeks. It'll be great. Our Twitter question today, what will BYU Sports Nation's headline be on Monday after the first two days of BYU football camp? At oh, Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. I jumped myself there. At Bridger Hill, Monday's headline will be 25 days. Nice. <laughs> awesome. At Tosh Lynn 19, Taysom moonwalks at LES. Spencer Linton performs Texas-themed version of Bye Bye Bye. Yep. And Jerem Jordan vows not to shave till BYU's 13-0. That is not going to happen with me. What, the- if, they're, what if they get on an undefeated run? Would you, would you grow your mustache out again? No, because then we'd be watched even more. I want that ugly mustache on here, man. Coming up, know the foe with Nevada and Ryan Radke. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting on a Friday. A fall camp opening Friday. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Download the BYU Sports Nation podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Great response. Uh, and it was just one week ago that we got the podcast. It's that awesome. easy. It is that easy, people. Follow the show. Get the podcast. What will BYU Sports Nation's headline be on Monday after the first two days of BYU football camp? That is our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN at JMAN426 says... BYU's offensive line and wide receiving core already showing promise for the upcoming season. That could actually be a headline in like in like a newspaper. Yeah, I, I'm amused by headlines in newspapers a lot of times. BYU looks to have a could BYU have a great season in twenty. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like you <laughs> the it, question the posed like, question. I feel like you can answer a lot of uh, headlines in newspapers with a yes or no question. Yeah, our 2014 opponent previews answer. continue now with. The voice of the Nevada Wolfpack, Ryan Radke, back on BYU Sports Nation. He's also the voice of the Reno Aces, minor league baseball. And Ryan, from what we could tell last week, we'll, we'll start with baseball. There was an all-out brawl. And I want to I ask you, how do you do play-by-play for what happened in that all-out brawl between the Reno Aces and I believe, was it Fresno? 
Uh, it was with Albuquerque. Albuquerque, um, Albuquerque that's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's just a resume builder. You know, I'm just trying to enhance <laughs> my boxing play-by-play, and uh, I thought that'd be a, a good way to do it. So the guys were nice enough to uh, throw some haymakers, and uh, I got some work in. So, yeah, it was fun. It like, was a, fun. like 11 dudes thrown out or something. I, I mean, <laughs> how, do you, how do you describe what's going on when they're falling into the net and everything and paint the picture for the uh, listener? You know, it was it was crazy. I've, I've never had anything like that. And, you know, there was about four different things that were going on at the same time. And so uh, you're just trying to, to let people know. And, you know, you, you mentioned guys up against the net there behind home plate. And uh, that was my main concern was that that net stayed up because for a minute there it looked like maybe it was going to give way. And if that happened, you know, then you got Pistons pacers from, you know, years ago with, with people falling into the stands. So, yeah. Uh, fortunately, it stayed up, and, and uh, you know everybody's okay, and uh, they handed down the suspensions, and uh, guys are serving those right now. But uh, it could have been a lot worse, and uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I should say, it wasn't. Hey, Jim Lampley's not going to keep his job at HBO boxing <laughs> forever. So I'm just saying, if, if anything comes up, we'll we'll let you know. We turn... hey, that's why I have my tape now. I'm ready just in case. <laughs> we turn our attention now to football. And uh, you cover the Nevada Wolfpack uh, at, at very close proximity. Four and eight last year, but they returned 15 starters, including their dynamite quarterback, Cody Fajardo. He took over for Colin Kaepernick. He's been the guy uh, in Reno since then. What's the outlook for Nevada as you approach the 2014 season? Well, I think it's interesting, guys. I mean, you know, it, on one hand, like you said, you look at it and say, hey, 15 starters back, but, you know, that, that, that's a good sign. Uh, on another hand, you know, when you go four and eight, and Chris Alt always used to say this when he was uh, here, you know, he'd say, well, yeah, you got all these guys back, but boy, you weren't very good. So is that a good thing that you have all right. these guys back? You know, I, 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 I don't know. In, in some respects, yes, because they were young guys. They got a lot of chance to play. Uh, and so you figure that they will be better now that they've had all this experience. They played a very difficult schedule. They played at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Yeah. They played in Tallahassee against Florida State. Uh, they closed the season against BYU. I mean, they saw some really good football teams last year. So uh, you think that that would be uh, good for them uh, and a benefit for them. On the other hand, it's still going to be a really young football team. Bajardo's back at quarterback. He's one of the lone guys, though, that can look back over his career and say, you know, look at all this time that I've played. The rest of the guys, even a lot of these guys that are coming back as starters, Last season was the first time they played any significant football. And so, uh, you know, it, it's still a team that is young. It's still a team that's inexperienced and uh, still a team that, that is going to have to have a, a long period of growth before they get to where they want to be. BYU survived uh, in Reno 28-23 last year. Is that a game that Nevada felt like slipped away from them and had, they probably should have won? You know, I think there are several games that, that they felt like slipped away from them, and certainly BYU was one of them, and, and not that they went into that game thinking, well, this is a game we should win, but because of the way that, that they played and were able to hang in, they felt like it was a game that, that they could have won. Uh, Boise State was a game like that, had a big lead at halftime, watched it slip away in the second half. And it's interesting, when you go back and look at Nevada's games last year, starting with the opener at UCLA, there was a number of games that Nevada was in at halftime. It played a very good first half, either had the lead or they were right there at halftime. And then in the second half, it just slipped away. UCLA was like that. Florida State was like that. Boise State was like that. And so I think the coaching staff looks at last year and says, okay, if we can find a way to finish, we're going to be okay. We had good game plans. We had uh, we were able to compete. We just have to find a way to finish. And I know that's going to be a big theme for this team in, in 2014. 
Ryan Radke, the voice of the Nevada Wolfpack on BYU Sports Nation on this uh, football Friday. BYU opens fall camp today, uh, this afternoon. Ryan, what's a realistic expectation in terms of number of wins for Nevada this year? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people who are talking about Nevada going back to a bowl game, and I don't blame them for for talking like that. Uh, I think that there's definitely ways to look at the schedule and say that that's realistic. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, maybe it, it's probably somewhere between those five and and six, and maybe if you're really optimistic, a seven-win season uh, for the Wolfpack. Because, again, it's just a team that is still so young and so inexperienced in so many spots. And, you know, I, I think the other thing uh, is it's still not a real deep football team. That was something Brian Polian talked about last year, that uh, they liked a lot of guys they had on the field, but as soon as one guy got hurt, it was, now what do we do? Uh, who do we have that, that can uh, back this guy up? Uh, and play, and he's really put a huge emphasis on trying to to build depth. They like their recruiting classes. They they like the guys they've been able to get, but they still have a, a lot of young guys. So uh, I I think you know for me realistically, if you win six games this year and go to a bowl game, I think that they should be very very happy with that season. Certainly not as tough as last year, but uh, yeah, you have some uh, non conference challenges for sure. Is Brian Polian Chip Kelly's stunt double? By the way, I've always wondered that. <laughs> There are some resemblances there, aren't there? I'll uh, I'll make sure I tell Coach you said it. He'll probably like that. You know, he'll <laughs> like, probably like that. Like one. When, did, when did Chip Kelly go to Nevada? That's what I wanted to answer. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Radke with us, the voice of the Nevada Wolf Pack. Let's talk about your life as a broadcaster, being a minor league play-by-play guy, and having to get ready for the upcoming uh, college football season. What is that like traveling to towns like Albuquerque and Fresno and here in Salt Lake to play the Bees and Stockton? I'm, I mean, these are not landmark destinations, but certainly you're busy and, and it would seem like on the road a lot. How, how do you find time to prepare for it all? Well, I mean, you just have to find it. I mean, you, you have to squeeze hours out of the day that, that aren't really there. Um, you know, this is starting, you know, in, in, in August is when is, is the toughest time because, uh, you're trying to finish the baseball season and you're trying to give that all of the attention that it deserves. And then you're trying to get ready for football because you're trying to be fair to everybody. Uh, and unfortunately, it's very tough because, you know, normally my day is spent preparing for a baseball game and it, it takes a lot of time. And uh, this time of the year, I have to take a few hours away so I can start getting ready for football. And uh, just the way it goes, you know, you, you, you lose a little sleep uh, this time of the year. You don't get uh, as much of a chance. Your schedule certainly gets altered. Um, but, you know, you, you just you, you do what you can. I mean, you're, you're busy. It takes a lot of time. But, uh, look, I mean, you know, I'm not outside digging ditches. I'm not, you know, outside working in the, the 107-degree heat in Fresno every single day. So <laughs> yeah. there's people that are doing a lot more uh, challenging things and, and a lot more important things than I am. So uh, you have fun with it and just, just do the best you can and, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, and I'm very fortunate I have a very understanding wife, too, who lets me do all this stuff. We know that. Uh, yeah, we know about <laughs> that. Uh, what kind of buzz has uh, Reno had related to uh, Kyle Van Noy with the Detroit Lions, the hometown kid? You know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not sure how much buzz there's been related to Detroit, but uh, Kyle was certainly a very popular guy here. I mean, you mm-hmm. heard about him all the time when he was at BYU. And, and leading up to last year's game here in Reno, uh, that, that's all anybody could talk about was, you know, hey, Kyle Vanoy coming back and a Reno kid that's made good. And not only is he a really good college football player, but uh, he's going to have a chance to go on and have a really good NFL career. And there's a lot of people here that, that followed him. And, you know, you look back at the game last year in Reno, and 
you know, obviously he had some big plays and, and, you know, fans are cheering and everybody's excited, even though it, it might have ended up costing the bat, uh, the game. Everybody was pumped up that Kyle played well. So he's definitely a popular figure in Reno, and, and I know he's got a lot of people that are rooting for him. Where does the BYU game rank in terms of importance on this year's Nevada schedule? Well, I, I mean, it, it's tough. You know, you can't put it above UNLV. You can't put it above Boise State. I mean, those are always going to be uh, big games for Nevada fans. I mean, you look at the non-conference games, I mean, playing Washington State and Arizona, everybody you know likes playing the the Pac-12 teams to see where they stack up. Uh, Nevada was fortunate to beat Cal twice in a, a three-year span. That was big for them uh, when you knock off somebody from from one of the power conferences. So, I mean, it, it's it's up there. I mean, it's it's an important game. I don't know that I'd put it right at the top in terms of the way that the fans look at the schedule, but I think they always recognize that that BYU is a talented team. Uh, and one that it's, it's a great win if you can get it. I mean, look back at 2010 when Nevada had that magical season. I think one of the toughest games they played all year, and people don't talk about this enough, was the BYU game in Provo. Uh, that was a very, very difficult game for Nevada to win. And, uh, you know, that was one of those that could have derailed that season, but fortunately they found a way to win it. So uh, I think they recognize that it's going to be a very tough challenge and, and one they'd like to get, but I can't tell you that it's right there at the top of the schedule because certainly the in-state game against UNLV, the Boise State rivalry that's been there forever, those are right at the top. And uh, people always like playing those Pac-12 teams because they love to try to knock off the big boys, especially when you look at what's going on right now and there's a lot of talk about, you know, the, the conferences and uh, are the big six going to kind of go off on their own and then everybody else will be left here uh, somewhere else. You know, you'd love to send a message and win one of those games and say, hey, you might be able to go off on your own, but you're not that much better than we are at this point. Nevada Wolfpack football expert, Reno Aces baseball expert, and newfound boxing expert, <laughs> Ryan Radke on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, great to talk to you again, Ryan. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Have a great day. What will BYU Sports Station's headline be on Monday after the first two days of BYU football camp? You know, it's always nice to hear another play-by-play guy say one of the big boys. Refer to BYU as one of the big boys. That's nice. They are. They're a good football Whether the SEC or ACC says so, they are. Up next, we discuss the big boys with Brian Logan. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about practice on a Friday. BYU fall camp opens today. Neil Diamond. Thanks, Neil Diamond. You're welcome. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. One of the best scenes in all movies. In Radio Vision, we're on (laughs) BYU Radio Simulcast Live weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV. Hey, check this out. Friday, September 5th, we're going to do another two-hour live edition of the show from the BYU store on campus. That's the day before BYU at Texas. Uh, two-hour edition. Uh, Blaine Fowler and the ho- and the homies will be live from Austin. We'll have an all-star lineup. It'll be a huge show. So if you're local, you can show up. If you're not, two hours of the show, noon Eastern, same time, two-hour dish. Blaine Fowler and the homies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they will be in Austin. I think that's funny. I'm sorry. Can I laugh at that? It's it's, it's like a musical group, Blaine Fowler and the homies. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it awkward by not saying anything. I know did, you, and you're doing work? a really good job of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's football practice today. I repeat, BYU will yeah! have a football practice. We Woo! are going to see the newcomers for the first time. Devon Blackman, Jordan Leslie, Harvey Jackson. Harvey Jackson. 
I want to say that every time. We're really excited, if you can't tell. Joining us now to dissect what we hope will be an epic edition of the opening fall football practice is a guy who lived it for BYU, Brian Logan. Brian, are you on vacation? I know you said you were taking some time off so that you could fully appreciate fall camp. Are, are you in vacation mode right now? You know, I'm, I'm not, not there yet. Almost, almost. I have a couple more hours before I, I uh, clock out, and then I will be clocked into vacation. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. Then I'll start uh, sneaking my way through the holes and getting past the security guards so I can <laughs> get on the field every day. <laughs> Just act like you know what you're doing. Uh, right. what, what's the thing that gets you most excited about going to practice today, Brian? Um, you know, it's got to just be the newcomers. Um, you know, I, obviously it's a secondary to take a look and see, at you know, what we've been talking about is so much hype, uh, this whole off season with the newcomers and just some of the JC guys and, and, uh, just the development of, of the current guys there, just seeing them finally being able to be together as a whole, as a group, um, and see how well they're going to do. And then, you know, kind of just check out guys, the, the new guys, some of the younger guys, some of the JC transfers, just their their body types, you know, how big they really are. We all know on paper everybody's three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier. You so never did able, that. I didn't do that. You know, I talked to Coach Mendenhall about that. I said, hey, look, NFL scouts, I need to at least be 5'9". And he said, hey, I can't lie to you. You're just too sh- you're too short. There's no way <laughs> that we can put extra inches on for you. But, you know, just seeing guys like that and seeing, you know, you hear uh, Black Me on runs a 4-3, just to really see if, if, if they really run a 4-3, if they really are six foot, whatever. Uh, that's, that's probably the most exciting thing. Brian Logan, 5'8 on paper, but 6'8 in our hearts, joining BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> I do. I do like that. I do like that. Okay, let's talk about the one thing that you're most anticipating watching when practice starts today. Like, you get there, you're taking it all, and what's the first thing you're looking for? First thing I'm looking for is I, I'm, I'm seeing really just the, the new guys, the newcomers, and, um, you know, how fast they're able to pick up uh, the speed of either the game from the, the freshmen coming in or the speed of practice, uh, uh, you know, can they pick up the playbook? How fast can they pick up the plays and, and translate that to the, to the field? Um, those are, the, I think, the biggest things that I'm looking for. So, you know, overall, to sum that all up, I'm looking for the potential. You know, I don't expect the new guys and, and the freshmen coming in to just be all-stars. If they are, then great, fantastic. But I'm looking to see, you know, looking at, looking at those small details and say, huh, Okay, this kid maybe may, maybe he's messing up right now, but man, in a couple of weeks or a year or two, he's going to be fantastic. So I'm looking at more of that, that potential and what they can offer, you know, a couple of weeks down the road or a couple of years down the road. We've talked a lot about these newcomers uh, the whole year in this conversation. Who's the one newcomer who needs to be uh, the biggest impact player for BYU right away, Brian? In your opinion. Um, you know, I would I would probably say it has to be somebody on the receiving on the receiving core. I mean, there's Who? there's tons of them. Uh, I would I mean, I, who I would want it to be? Sure. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I would I would like uh, Nick Kurtz to be. I would like him to be the the, the guy to step up. Um, you know, he's had a, a, a spring 
spring ball under his belt already, so he's he's been acclimated to the system, the the tempo of, of the offense. Um, you know, he's he's had uh, some time to build that relationship with Taysom, but it has to be somebody. Somebody has to step up and fill that role of Cody Hoffman. Uh, Taysom has to have a go-to guy, especially with with him trying to evolve into more of a passer this year. It's got to be one of those guys. But I mean, there's three, four guys, new guys in the on the receiving. Uh, core that uh, that can that can ultimately step up. So I, I definitely like those chances. Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU cornerback and now BYU TV analyst. This tweet in from at Y for Life, Brian. Uh, we asked the headline for BYU Sports Nation after the first two practices, and he says it will be all offensive line pass conditioning tests. Entire team passes academic hurdles. Let's talk about the conditioning and specifically the offensive line. Uh, what was that like for the big boys getting ready for fall camp when you were a player? Well, you know what? When when I was a player, uh, and, and you know, you have the conditioning test first in the morning, uh, and then after pra- and then in the afternoon you have you have practice. Um, our conditioning test was just running the Y, and you had that was uh, it. You know, that was it. That was it, man. Huh. I you know. Out of out of everything, all the new changes from the uniforms to the iPads and all that good stuff, that was one thing that I can say, you know, with a smile on my face, that we got away with. You know, we were spoiled <laughs> in that in that in that area. You know, the the linemen and the skilled players, certain positions, you just had the meat. Uh, you know, hit the, hit hit your time. I think for DBs, um, skilled players, receivers, it was like twenty five minutes, and obviously we were we were coming in like eighteen minutes. You know, if you're if you're trying if you're trying hard, if you if you were just lagging and walking up, you would get in like 23, 24 minutes. So everybody was usually making. You had to literally try not to make it. You know, <laughs> try not to make your time. So it wasn't a big deal. But you know, now these guys are doing a beat test. Yeah. Uh, and they're about they're about you know 20 yards away, and you know they have to hit a, hit the you know hit their time or or pass the yard mark before the next beep, and obviously it increases. Uh, as more reps, as the reps increase, um, so you know that's that's a struggle. I've heard I've heard guys you know passing out and throwing up, and it's a true conditioning test. You can uh, you know you can I, I did it a little bit um, when I went and played arena football, and you could tell who who was sitting on their butt you know all day uh, you know eating Cheetos and he was working out. I mean guys guys were hurting. So uh, you know, but it's different times for for different skill, different positions. So you know they're they're a little bit uh, a little bit kind uh, when it comes to the to the linemen. They're they're understanding with all that weight they have to carry around. So some guys eat Cheetos and sit around, and some guys actually work out and eat Gushers. That's just kind of the difference, right? That's that's what it is, man. Gushers, Gushers. You know I can't eat Gushers no more. Actually, I got too many. What happened? I gotta go. Cavities. I got too many ca- cavities, man. I don't know. I You've changed. I gotta... You've changed, I, Brian. I switched, to, I switched to smileys, though. Smileys, they're a little bit easier on my teeth. So <laughs> I, I, and a little bit cheap, a little bit easier on my pockets, too, on my, on my wallet. Brian, <laughs> Brian, you've walked us through kind of the morning. You, did, you ran the Y back in, I believe, '09 when you first started as a JC transfer. The beep test this morning from BYU in the indoor practice facility. Then you get out mm. to practice. You're a newcomer. You're, like, you're you know, Harvey Jackson to this year, someone who BYU expects to maybe contribute in the secondary. How long did it take for you to displace guys who had kind of been there and knew the system to where you could start against Oklahoma? Well, you know, it, it's the, the, the newcomer practice is, is very unfortunate. <laughs> I can say that now because it's, it's, it's what we call EDDs, which is your everyday drills. And 
uh, I would probably say 80% of the guys, uh, football players, throughout any program, it doesn't really matter, EDDs is, is probably the hardest period of practice. Um, and, and if you're, you know, it, it's, it's uh, specific to your position, so you're doing DB drills, you know, backpedaling drills, things like that, but it's really fast. It's a high-tempo pace type of a, um, a period. Um, could last 10 to 15 minutes. Um, you know, you're, you're really worn out, out of breath by the time you're moving to the next period. Uh, and so these, these newcomers, when they come in, they're doing EDD. They're, they're doing uh, that, 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 that drill, that, that, that period. And, uh, you know, so they're going hard for about 15, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and then they have a little five-minute break, and then the vets come out, and they got to do the same period again. Hmm. Uh, you know, they go through the stretching. It, they just now have it with the group and the whole entire team is out there. So when I did that, I was like, wow, my knees are all messed up from the Y. Then I come and do the, the newcomer practice. And, you, and obviously as a rookie, as a new person, you're just you're trying to ball out. You're trying to impress the coaches. You know, you're, you're, you're sprinting to everything, you know, not knowing the – to save and, and conserve your energy. And so by the time the guys come back out, you are just done. You're done with football. You want to quit. You're done with life. You know, you scratch your, your head and you're like, why am life. I doing this right now? Done with life, man. And it's, it's, it's a horrible feeling, a horrible experience. But uh, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, it, you, you see those guys and, and they're, just, they're, just, they're just out of it. They're done, ready to pass out. So it is it's definitely challenging for a newcomer. Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation. You can follow him on Twitter at BrianLogan7 for more insight there. We'll ask you about the Twitter battle you have going on with Jeremy in just a moment. Oh, is that still a thing? Yeah, but first, let, let's talk about <laughs> the, the, guys, the guys you've been working out with, uh, the, the secondary, the defensive backs. From your conversations with them, how do they feel entering fall camp? You know, they, um, they, feel, they feel good. Um, you know, I think it's so good and, and excited. I think they uh, something that was that, that I like is that they they felt nervous and they felt I don't want to say scared, but I would say a little bit nervous. And I like to hear that. You know, some fans may be like, "What? what wait, why? Why are they? You shouldn't be nervous." But it's the the vibe that I got in the conversations that that and what I took from it was, you know, it was a it was a nervous of of, of failing you know, of, of, of not wanting to lose and, and wanting to dominate, um, and which is why they were working out, you know, two to three times a day. Um, you know, like I said before, by the time they got to me in the afternoon, it was their, their third or fourth workout. And so um, I loved it because fear drove them to, you know, to, to want to be successful, uh, you know, to get in as much work in as possible, you know, in the last two weeks they had. Uh, of, of free time, and so I think um, you know that those those last three weeks, four weeks that they had, uh, you know, just grinding, sweating, and, and bleeding, um, you know, is really going to translate to the field and really translate to uh, you know this, this fall camp, especially these first couple of days. Uh, and so you know they're excited, they're they're ready to hit people. You know, uh, some of the guys, some of the bigger guys like Rob. Um, you know, it just ready to take his frustration out. <laughs> you know, you guy like that that loves to hit. You know, you can only you can only keep him caged up for so long before you know he's ready to unleash and and and, and knock somebody's head off. Yeah, Brian. So, I, Brian, uh, I'm hearing three or four workouts, and and I want to I, I I have to interject because 
The question that comes to mind is, can you over-prepare? Can you burn yourself out before fall camp starts? You, you know, you, you can. Um, but, in, in, if, you know, football is very is very challenging sport to, to, uh, to train for. You know, it's not like basketball where, you know, you can shoot, you know, 500, you know, shots and be fine the next day or even shoot 300 shots before the game and still not be worn out. Uh, you know, but with football, you kind of have uh, to be very careful careful with, you know, not overlifting and, and speed work and things like that. But those guys did a good job of breaking out their workouts. You know, for example, they would do a pool workout in the morning time, which is very great on your body for recovery. Um, you know, in the middle of the day, they would do, they would, you know, lift weights. Um, and then by the time they, then they get to me, uh, and then they're just doing strictly agility drills. So uh, ladder drills. You know, we're not going too far. This quick burst, 10 yards the most these guys are going. Uh, and then maybe later on uh, that night they're, they're doing uh, some yoga or they're doing some ab workouts. So, you know, most of these workouts that these guys were doing uh, could really have been done in one or two settings. But, you know, they, they decided to break it out and, and extend each, each, uh, each section a little bit longer. Uh, you know, allowing them to, to really maximize the potential when it comes to, to gaining, um, you know, strength, speed, and agility. So the way they were doing it was 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 totally fine. They weren't they weren't being true meatheads and you know uh, just wearing and tearing their bodies out. Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you declared war on Jerem on Twitter last Friday. You called it a beat Jerem Friday. How is the progress? It's always a, it's always a beat jam Friday. Every Friday is a beat jam Friday. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm actually doing I'm actually doing good. You know, I'm I'm about four or five followers away from 2,500. Yeah, yeah, you're five away. That's tremendous. Let's get yeah, Brian to yeah, 2,500 yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> five of you at Brian Logan five. Seven. I need five. I need five. Listen, Brian. No, it's, we it's, can't have Twitter mutiny. Everyone should just follow all of us. <laughs> Why is it me versus you? Because I will win. I will man, win. You're not, not going to win, man. You know, I, I you know, you, I'm up you almost are, double, dude. Hey, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens That's right. And, he has nothing know, to do with this Twitter uh, battle. He, he has everything to do with it. He, you know, he's going oh to help me gosh. gain some more followers, and I'm going to overcome. You know, look at, look at David and Goliath, this my is, brother. Listen, this is just a, a challenge in your life that you're just going to have to accept. I appreciate the attempt, but everyone follow all of us. How about that? You mean, do you mean accept or do you mean overcome? Because, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I don't want this to be challenge. a sore spot in our relationship. You know, I'm still going to love you after I beat you. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's all good, man. You know, it, it's not a problem. It, Here, it's, a, it's really up to you if you can you know, be in the room with me after I have more followers. Here's what I appreciate about, about you. You're still a cornerback after you graduated. Yes. You're still a corner. I love it. Beat the world I'm, mentality. Yeah, I'm lining up. I'm about to go out and try and catch a pass, and you're jawing away. You're still a corner. Nope. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't care how many times. You could beat me for three touchdowns. I'm still going <laughs> <laughs> And that's what makes you great. Uh, Brian, we just heard you're only yeah, two yeah. followers away now from oh. 2,500. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's get in there. Live update. I'm going to have I'm yeah. gonna celebrate. Yeah, I'm gonna celebrate. Brian Logan, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we'll talk to you later at practice, man. All right, see you guys. We're talking about practice. I'm serious, man. Like it, this battle, I'm lined up to catch a pass and DJ jabber jabber jabber. That's what he does, though. How many followers do you I have, like, Jeremy? I like Brian. We, we work closely on countdown to kickoff. How many followers do you have? Enough, more than Brian. Give me the number. Look it up. Oh my goodness. 
Up next, we continue with your tweets at BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Fall practice opens today for the BYU Football Cougars. And soon, that was really dramatic, John Facenda. Women's soccer is going to begin camp as well. We have uh, seven games scheduled to be broadcast live on BYU TV. Spence Linton on the call. Uh, many of those, if not all of them, simulcast on BYU Radio as well. Jeremy, I'm surprised you didn't say Lady Cougars because I know how much you uh, love that. Uh, uh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> nice job, everybody. We got Brian Logan at Brian Logan 7, over 2,500. Yep. All seven right. followers in a matter of just a couple uh, minutes. So you're welcome. The power of BYUSN. I dare say that Brian Logan is uh, looking through some pretty heavy filters if he thinks that he's going to overcome this this whole Twitter battle. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Don't go scoreboard on me because I will point up there if I need to. I don't want to. I want to be on the same team, man. But well done, BYU Sports Nation, for responding, getting Brian over 2,500. Nicely done. Now you need to tweet at now you need to tweet at him and say we are going to unfollow you unless, unless you, you bring, bring the, the rain. rain. Listen, Brian, I know you're listening. We need more of your BYU insight on Twitter. That's how you're going to get followers. You used to play I didn't. Why do I have more? Because I tweet about BYU stuff. That's why. Are you giving him the ingredient to catch up to you? Yes. Brian, Brian should have more than me. He's Brian Logan. <laughs> no, you're Jerem Jordan. No, we shouldn't. Sweet. We should all have a lot. How about that? Great. Pat yourself on the back, Jerem. And I looked up the number. Hashtag 4,590. I'd like to thank all of my followers right now. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> okay, some some interesting news today. Jeremy and I, on the show yesterday, anticipated during a big deal, no deal segment that Taysom Hill would be on the ESPN top 100 college football players list. The, the top today 20 they, hadn't been today released. Today they released the top 20. Taysom Hill was not on it. He's not anywhere in, in the, the 100. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five, Taysom Hill is the fifth leading returning player in total offense in all of college football. 329.4 yards per game. Which makes him not part of the ESPN 100? Okay, SportingNews.com labeled him number 14, best player. NFL.com, number 14, Heisman Pundit, top 25 Heisman watch list. How does it not make the 100? It's every position, yes, but Chucky Keaton is on this list of Utah State, and Chucky's a great player. I think he should make the list. But he's coming off of a blown-out knee season. Where's Drez Anderson of Utah? Where's Kyler Fackrell maybe from Utah State? What, Isn't he the fourth-best linebacker in America? According to Phil Steele, inside linebacker. That is a grade-A baloney, as Veronica Corningstone would say. Taysom Hill has to be somewhere in the 100. Did they just miss? Is this like a, just Let, a gross oversight? They do it for clicks. And it worked. Are, are they like, oh, oh, crap. We forgot. We forgot Jason Hill. I'm sure he's not the only one they left off. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar whip around and more of your tweets. What should our headline be after two days of BYU fall football camp? BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to wrap up a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. But not before yes. we whip it's it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. This one's really long. Brace yourselves. Today, fall camp begins. 
Men's Volleyball. BYU signees Brendan Sander and Storm Faagata led the USA Junior National Team in a four-set win over Mexico. Faagata had 18 kills. Sander contributed 11. Future guests, Marv Allen from the 1984 National Championship team. If you haven't been following us the last few weeks, every Wednesday, we look back at the 1984 National Championship team. 30 years later, we've talked to Kelly Smith. We've talked to David Mills. Marv Allen will be guest number three from that 1984 championship We've got to get Kyle Morrell in the mix. Of course, Robbie Bosco. Yeah, all those guys. We get Blaine Fowler all the time, so whatever. Blaine Fowler and the homies. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's his band. (laughs) Is that his team, the 84 team, Blaine Fowler and the homies? That's what he might tell you. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes simply to the beauty of college football. There was a video this morning that uh, I I tweeted out, I, I saw, a pump-up video for the 2014 college football season. Oh, my goodness. It, w- it was really, uh, you know, SEC, ACC-centric, but it was awesome. Just it, got me so excited for the beautiful game. We may or may not have, have uh, lowered <laughs> all the blinds in our conference room and, and put it up on the big screen. Uh, yeah, that happened. We may or may not have done that, Jim. Yep, that's exactly right, and we all know that that means may (laughs) almost every time. What will BYU Sports Nation's headline be on Monday after the first two days of BYU football camp? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At JM Matson 32 BYU sets record for most tweets. Oh, sorry, at Bronco underscore BYU, his new Twitter handle, yep. sets record for most tweets by a college coach in a weekend Twitter spree. He said it. Bronco Mendenhall said he's going to tweet more. Charge! Let's, let's see it. Yeah, let's see it. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Ryan Radke, Brian Logan, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash DDR. Download the podcast on iTunes. Check out the RSS feed on BYUtv.org. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jaron Dabney. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation back at it on Monday in Radio Vision with Cougar Camp All Access. Practice 